Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Let's take a walk here. Uh, before I get into this, just a reminder to go sign up for the Quick Week newsletter. I send an article out every week along with everything to do with Quick Media. Keeps you in the loop. Go to quickmedia.com, C-W-I-C media.com. And there at the top on the homepage, you can sign up for the free Quick Week newsletter. A couple topics here early this morning. First, I, I've noticed this month for Pride Month that there's now a lot of talk about, uh, you know, things settling down a little bit. And, you know, thank goodness Pride Month is not what it used to be, right? I, I don't buy that for a second. Uh, maybe the month itself, there might be some changes in celebration. But the idea that this movement is slowing down is is really naive it is folly when you understand the underlying philosophies of what goes along with say critical theory critical race theory identitarianism and the whole pride movement then you understand that that this is a a a there are fundamental thoughts and philosophies that are underlying this. It is a religion. It is the religion of academia. These individuals are converted. They are zealous. And the idea that this is going to push back and turn without massive miracles is, is, is naive. It's completely naive. I've seen this a lot online this month and even with people that I've spoken to that I know pretty well. Well, it looks like things are settled down with the trans movement or uh, Pride Month, etc. Look, things are never going to be the same again. I mean, that doesn't mean you give up and you stop, but when you understand the Hegelian dialectic and where we are, we will have some pushback. There will always be some pushback. The right always reacts to a certain degree and then stops. And that's what we're seeing a little bit of right now. You're seeing some laws being passed at the state level uh, with education and, and it's especially education. However, just keep in mind, all is not well in Zion, right? It's not well in Zion. And, and I, it's probably a lot worse than you think. Wait till you see what is happening. I'm doing an episode on this shortly with the new training going out through the Department of Education under the Biden administration. It is, you'll be shocked. It's like, no way, this is impossible. They're not doing this with kids. No, they are. And it's now going out to the states. It's probably in your state and being trained with the faculty, teachers, the boards, 
uh, in your districts right now in your states. People in power want this agenda pushed forward. They have the power to do it. They are pushing. They are they have infiltrated all of the institutions. Keep that in mind, right? They are changing the culture through the institutions. Of course, you start with education and academia, right? You go to law, you go to the media, you go through the rest of education, K to 12. The family is going to change, seriously change. And then of course, the last bastion is religion. And, and that's already starting to change quite a bit. We can see that within our own church, what is starting to happen there. When you have taken over the institutions, you have taken over the power. When you've taken over the institutions, you've taken over the culture. This is Antonio Gramsci, right? Those are the five pillars of the culture that he wanted to infiltrate. A weaponless, uh, non-violent takeover of the West. And that's exactly what is happening. The long march through the institutions. We need to understand that long march is almost at an end already. It's not starting. You're just recently aware of it in the last few years. It is at its end point. It has almost taken over anything, everything. Think about, think about what has happened with uh, since Occupy Wall Street. Have you seen anything else like that? since Occupy Wall Street? I wonder why. They have taken over the large corporations, the money managers in the US. And they're the ones that have all the power. And you see Dylan Mulvaney with uh, Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light. And you think, oh, what a big mistake. That was horrible. Well, then why are Target, why does Target continue going on with this? Why does North Face continue going on with this? And, and, and other uh, beer companies and other institutions, Chick-fil-A of all places. See, because they're already taken over. They have been infiltrated by individuals who are zealous about this agenda, number one. And number two, the framework is already in place for regulation governmental and non-governmental regulation over these corporations. What is their ESG score? Are they going to be approved for further investment by the major uh, uh, investment banks, BlackRock, etc., Vanguard, etc.? See, if you don't play by their rules, then you are going to get the fingers pointed at you and you're not going to get the money. So that, that has already been infiltrated. And if there's some pushback in the media or some pushback by a governor, some, some pushback by, uh, on YouTube and, and, and Fox News or other places, great. But it's, it's folly to think that this is turning around. I remember one of the very good writers, commentators on these ideologies is James Lindsay. And I've been following him for years. And a couple years ago, where he was really focused specifically on critical race theory, he said, you know what, this is a fad. It's going to be over, it's starting to turn. And I fought back really hard with that on the podcast because I know some people follow him. 
And it's like, no, it's not. You don't understand. And, and what happens is I think that the idea that is out there right now, that these things are diminishing to some degree, it comes primarily from classical liberals. James Lindsay has been on the left his whole life until recently, right? Deborah So and, and many other commentators on these things, on these ideologies, are standard classical liberals who have been on the left their whole lives and now are fed up with a woke mess that we find ourselves in. Here's the problem. That woke train that they didn't realize was the foundation for what we have today. They were on it. They didn't notice the train passing by and all the changes that were happening. They were on it. And then they finally got to a point where they said, I have to get off of this train. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. And now they're looking at it going by newly with new eyes saying, oh, yeah, well, this is a short term thing because they weren't off of the train to begin with. They haven't seen the train going by for decades. And they're the ones that are the movers and shakers. If you notice the primary commentators on these woke ideologies are atheists, and those that have a, an enlightenment uh, liberalism that they hold on to. Look at Bill Maher, right? They're the primary commentators, uh, uh, James Lindsay. They, they are usually out of academia or the media or the elite, and they just kind of have said, this is enough. And so they see it as a fad. It's not a fad. These are philosophies that have been in place for centuries that have built upon each other and that are now rooted into our culture and now into our thought to some degree, whether you notice that or not. Keep in mind, this is a religion. People aren't just going to stop because of a few laws. There's always pushback from the right and there is some good change and you know you say great happy this is happening but this is much more rooted than you think it is all is not well at zion and we have got a mess to try and clean up and it is not going to be easy that rain is falling and it's not going to stop we need to realize that. It's not going to stop. Secondly, I wanna talk a little bit about, I did uh, a recent uh, episode on the Garden of Eden. And it was between me and uh, uh, an evangelical pastor, you know, where we just had a discussion. It wasn't a debate. No one's trying to win, just a conversation. And I get a lot of feedback on this when I talk about the Garden of Eden. I think the Garden of Eden needs to be spoken of much more. It is at the core of our religion. 
It's at the core of our doctrine. It is at the core of the purpose of mankind and the purpose of God. And of course, his plan. So we need to get it right. There is a reason why the Garden of Eden and the creation stories are in the temple. They are temple liturgy. That's what they were made for to begin with. They were made as stories, not that they're not true, but the way they're written, they are written in visionary language to be used in a temple drama. That's what it is. To show the love of God and the covenant that we have with him. But there is, there's a lot of thought out there, and this comes from a little bit of a feminist place, about Eve not being beguiled. And that's a huge mistake. I know there have been Latter-day Saint books written on this, that have talked about this. I know one of the authors of one of these books. I spoke to her about this. Um, she's wrong. She's wrong. Eve was beguiled. We have moved again. We, we seem to go through these periods of time in the church with our cultural knowledge where we go from one end of the spectrum to the other. One of those is kind of that works-based moving over to the grace-based, whereas where, where we sit now. It's like now we're full on teddy bear Jesus, right? In the church. And judgment seems to be gone. Consequences seem to be gone. Of course, that's the way things are culturally as well. But when you take away the beguiling of Eve to make her more of a hero or that she had no mistakes that she made. You take away humanity and you take away the whole purpose of the fall and a savior. You, you can't uproot that. You can't take that away. Satan is in the garden for a reason. Otherwise, just get rid of that character. You don't need him. If there's no beguiling going on, there is no reason for Satan to be there. And then we lose a story about ourselves also. Eve was beguiled. There were two things that Satan told her. Number one, you will be like the gods. In other words, your eyes will be opened. This is confirmed in other scripture, the Book of Mormon. Uh, go to Alma 12, I think. Her eyes were opened, Adam's eyes were opened. That's what made them like the gods, right? Knowing the difference between good and evil. Very important. The second one was a lie. His second statement was, you shall not surely die. Well, we typically think of that as just mortality. We're going to die eventually. And there's the argument that, you know, hey, Adam lived 900 and some years. And uh, to God, a day is a thousand years. I think that's totally overplayed. And so he's talking about, in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. It's not mortal death primarily. That's secondary. The primary death is spiritual death. The primary death is separation from God. The primary death is justice and judgment. What he, Satan is telling her there is that there is no judgment. It's okay. You don't need to go through anything, right? You can just arrive at the end goal without having to go through anything. 
there's no work, there is no process, you're all gonna make it, right? It's the same thing as the war in heaven. It's the exact same thing. And so understanding that that separation from God was absolutely necessary, we understand that there had to be a transgression to create that separation, right? That's the only way it works. You have to have a spiritual death, a separation. And that is absolutely necessary. If she's not beguiled and she doesn't make the mistake and she doesn't believe the lie, then there's no separation. The separation never happens. Secondly, in addition with the doctrine of the pre-mortal world, we know that Jesus Christ volunteered at the, at the, at the get-go in the council in heaven to be the savior and redeemer of the world. So those that chose that plan, all of us, had to begin exercising faith in that plan to begin with. We knew that's what was going to happen. The fall was necessary. The separation from God was necessary. The transgression was necessary. And Eve, by the way, is still a hero. She had righteous desires. She was beguiled, but she had righteous desires and she made the right decision, right? You, don't have, you can have both at the same time. Don't go all the way in the spectrum, going all the way over to, she's not just a hero, but she never did anything wrong. And there was no beguiling. You're, you're taking away the entire plan of salvation when you do that. Now, I wouldn't mention this, except I've had several comments, emails, from people trying to clarify that with me. It's like, no, no, that is not scriptural at all. She is beguiled. The word in Hebrew in Genesis is nasha. That word is used several times throughout the Old Testament and every single time it is used in a way of deception and beguiling, right? That's what it is. In the New Testament, in 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about this as well. I think the word is ex, exapatau, exapatau. It's the same thing. When that word is used in the New Testament in the Greek, it's about deception. That's what happens. And that's okay. We're all deceived. We all become deceived, even when we have righteous desires. So lastly, I just want to point out that the necessity of the fall creates the necessity for a faith in Christ. And without that, we lose our entire purpose. The faith there is not just based on a solution to the fall, right? The redemption is not just a solution to the fall. It is an absolute necessary element for our growth and our progression, to be anchored in faith on the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Remove that, in other words, if we could have just stayed in the Garden of Eden, all of us, remove that and you, you frustrate the entire plan of salvation. 
it was always the way, the truth, the light, right? He's always been that from the very, very beginning, not just as a solution to the fall, but as the primary principle for each of us to grow and to learn and to be anchored in the love and bond and faith of the mediator, Jesus Christ. Anyway, thanks for taking a walk. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.